Hey Kyle, I thought it would be a good time to set up a little voice memo. I just listened to one of your Baldwin podcast conversations. Just want to compliment on your great work. I find myself actually here sitting under some eucalyptus trees just about to set up a slack line overlooking the Lago Titicaca Lake in Bolivia. Really appreciate your work again and yeah, much love to all the community. I'm half English, half German. My name is Kevin and yeah, one big hug to everyone. One big hug indeed. Thank you very much for sending that, that in. That was an awesome voice memo. And anyone else who wants to send me one, you can record it on your phone, try and keep it under 90 seconds and you can email it to info at kyle.surf. I'm going to read an email uh, that I figured was worth reading aloud and then responding to on the podcast because uh, it might be helpful for a few of you who have similar questions. Uh, but if you want to skip straight ahead to this episode, you're welcome to fast forward. Leela and Dean train under Edo Portal using the Edo Portal method, which is a combination of a number of athletic disciplines that they can explain far better than I can. But I started working with Leela and Dean a number of months ago uh, when I had injured my wrist and was doing rehab, and they offered to train me. And uh, it was really dynamic, creative movements that I felt like helped my surfing a lot and, and just helped my overall balance and rehab. And then I posted a few Instagram uh, videos on my Instagram and a lot of people had questions about it. So I figured I would bring on Leela and Dean to talk about it more. And I linked to uh, santacruzmovement.com uh, under the podcast. So if you want to learn more, reach out to them. You're welcome to. So I got an email from a guy named Jimmy. The title was Gaia University. So Gaia University was a school that I went to for college. It said, hey, Kyle, this is Jimmy. Uh, in an earlier email, I mentioned being very interested in doing the Gaia University program that you mentioned on your podcast. Much to my chagrin, when I brought up the idea to my parents, they immediately jumped to the conclusion that it was bullshit and I was wasting my life. Of course, the online structure and alternative approach makes it very different from a traditional university, which is the reason to be which is reason to be skeptical, but is also exactly what draws me to it. So, I guess my question is, is Gaia University bullshit? My instincts plus the intro course and the trust I have in you tells me it's fine. However, I am looking for harder evidence that I could show my parents to get them on board or at the very least not against it. Please let me know what you think. Hoping you can uh, de-escalate some family tension. Smiley face. Uh, have a good day, man. Thanks, Jimmy. So uh, Gaia University was perfect for me. Because when I was 18 years old, I knew that I wanted to travel and I wanted to do documentary filmmaking. And I wanted to be able to get credit in, in one way or another to pull that off. And I actually wrote on a whiteboard with my mom right when I was out of high school a few of the big um, skills that I wanted to learn and values that I had that I wanted to really focus on over the next decade or so. So, so it was traveling, uh, journalism, um, environmental issues. I was really interested in learning more about our natural world and how these ecosystems interacted and how 
humans interact with those ecosystems. Um, being a surfer, that was natural for me. But I didn't have a clearer vision than that. And I felt like what Gaia University allowed me to do was work with advisors who could set deadlines for me. Um, I was accountable to a group of other students that were working from all over the world. So the way that Gaia University works is that it's all online-based, but it's that's not the, the most accurate way to, to describe it. It's more real-world-based. So you go out into the world, and you do a project, and throughout your whole process, you are tracking your progress. And every few months, you turn in um, kind of mini theses. Theses, that's a weird way, it's a weird word. Um, you know, and they're called output packets, uh, where you track all your progress, where you're doing well, where you're not doing well. And it is an accredited university, um, so that could help. And they very much focus on regenerative design. A lot of the other students that I was in um, school with were focusing on agriculture, where I was more interested in media, and that was um, not something that they focused on, but I felt like I was self-directed enough that the program worked for me. And I think that we are in this transition period right now in regards to the workforce. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. A generation ago, it was very common to work at one company for an entire career. But that's not the case anymore. More and more people I know are are independent contractors. They have a few different jobs. They're kind of bouncing around. And if you know how to be self-disciplined, if you can teach yourself to get stuff done on time, um, if you learn time management skills, I think it really sets you apart from the rest of of your uh, competition as we move into this new world um, where, you know, it, it's largely, a lot of people are just doing contract labor f with a number of, of different professions. So I felt like the skills that I learned at Gaia really set me up to now be very good at, um, at time management, um, at delayed gratification, um, I felt like my advisor was also a very good writer, so I, I was able to focus on um, getting better at writing, which I think is one of the most important skills to be learning in your years through high school and then into college because it's such a transferable skill. Now, I will say that at times it could feel very lonely in this program because I was in Santa Cruz. There were no other Gaia University students in Santa Cruz. Um, and it sometimes felt like I, I maybe wanted a little bit more structure and I wanted more of that support. They did have ways to, you know, that I could call in, uh, to, to talk with other students, but it certainly wasn't the same as going to a class. Now I will say that you can also, um, at least when I went, I don't know if this is still true, um, use some of your tuition to pay for tutors and pay for classes that uh, and, and skill building that Gaia University didn't offer. So for example, I took a video production class at Cabrillo College while I was at Gaia University. As I have uh, you know, flailed my way through a journalism and surfing career, I feel like 
most of what has opened doors for me um, have been the projects that I've accomplished. It hasn't been from people asking me what kind of degree I had or, um, you know, what I majored in. It People care about what it is that you've done. And if you can pull it off and if you can do the job and if you're nice to work with, chances are people will hire you. Um, so Gaia University worked really great for me. I did my first project on um, the proposed coal power plant down in Chile that was being underwritten by Bank of America. This was one of my more popular videos that I did early on as a Gaia University project. So that kind of um, slingshotted me forward so that when I was out of college, I could go to um, Discovery Digital Network, which is where I worked for a few years, um, and said, hey, look at all of these videos that I've actually produced. I know how to do this. And it was more impressive than just saying, hey, I went to UC San Diego and got a, a video production job. You know, they, they would just put you in a, as an intern there. So um, it worked really well for me, but it, it really all depends on your personality. And I think that the more self-directed you are, the better this school would be for you. Um, but seriously, Jimmy, I would just call one of the Gaia University um, advisors and have a chat with them and see if this is a university that would work well for you. Um, and I'll link to them in the description below. As well as um, final thought on it, every, t every year for about two weeks, we would travel to Tennessee and we would do our end of year project. So that's where we would meet everyone else from Guy University. It's an international school. And we would um, do our end of year presentations, talk about what we had been working on. Um, and that felt like a good kind of punctuation to the end of each year. So yeah, I have a, a bachelor's of science in green business from Gaia University um, and had a great advisor named Jennifer English. So if she is still working there, I recommend trying to get her. Um, big thank you to Santa Cruz Medicinals for supporting each and every one of these podcasts. Santa Cruz Medicinals is a CBD company that I use. I use their products most days. They have CBD-infused peppermint, peppermint tinctures, CBD-infused coconut oil, olive oil, um, pain cream. I took some of their pain cream on a surf trip recently, and it was a freaking game changer. So uh, if any of you guys want 10% off of CBD products, you can go to scmedicinals.com and type in the code name KYLE10, all capitals, and get yourself on some great products that help with inflammation as well as sleep. Uh, THC apparently messes with sleep in a negative way, but CBD um, can help you go to sleep. As When I was on this last trip, to Hawaii with Ben Greenfield and Peter Atia and a few of those health experts, I was asking them about CBD and they say that, um, at least Ben said that he uses CBD every single night before he goes to bed um, just to help with deep sleep. So if you have trouble sleeping, uh, it might be worth going over to scmedicinals.com, type in the code name KYLE10 and get your hands on some potent CBD products. I, final thought before I get this episode going, um, I'm starting to do a weekly email. So every single week, I'm going to send out uh, an email with, that's going to be a short story that I've written. I'd like to focus more on my writing this year, and this is a good way that I'm going to do it. Um, so if you would like a short story from me as well as um, 
videos, podcasts, books that I recommend, uh, you can go over to my website, kyle.surf, and sign up for the email list. And thank you, as always, to everyone who supports this show on Patreon. I really do rely on you guys. This supplemental income is what allows this podcast to continue. So if you dig it, if you get value out of it, um, please head over to my website, kyle.surf, and consider donating even just a few bucks a month. It helps to keep this whole thing going. Thanks again to everyone. And if you want to reach out to me with feedback on the show, you can go to my website, kyle.surf, click the blog section and write a comment there. And I will be sure to read it and respond. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. And I hope you enjoy this podcast about movement and the Edo Portal method with Dean and Leela. Cape Town. I was the only journalist in northern Nigeria. Not an adventure until you get lost in Tijuana. You get caught inside by a giant wave, you feel really alone. I love the adventure of waking up and not knowing what will happen and that being my job. I'm standing at a desert oasis right now. A lot of tourists don't see this part of Bali. Smiles and thumbs up. Thumbs up. videos where he's doing these various dance like almost capoeira tai chi blend movements mm-hmm. yeah that yeah, are very strange but then you try and do it and you're like fuck this is hard right yeah it's hard to understand from the videos what it is it about because you see okay this is a little bit of capoeira this is a little bit of boxing maybe and this is a little bit of yeah. dance and this is what you refer i think when you said about the crossfit you get one flavor there you know, you come to a CrossFit training, you know what you're going to get. When you come to our classes or a movement class, you don't know really what's going to happen. One day we're working on this, one day we're working on the balance the stick or balance on a rail or going to the floor, up from the floor, or coordinate the leg with the balance, bouncing the, the tennis ball. But you see how in the end it's connect all together. We try to look on this physicality and the human body from different angles, different aspects and try to connect it to one thing together. Right. Because first we are a, a mover, first you are a human, and then you are a mover, and then you can be a surfer, a kickboxer, also Kelly Slater need to know how to go up and down from the floor as a human living in this world. Um, yeah, so this is how we try to look on, on the body and how, how we construct classes and how we look on the human body in terms of training and getting more into the body. Right. So how did you guys then get into this method? Your friend introduced you to it. And what was that progression like to becoming trainers yourself? Sure. Yeah. Like like I said before, I grew up dancing and that was mainly it. So being in this specialized field, which offered a lot for sure, but already ended up with injuries and wasn't exposed or definitely lost a lot like playing in sports and object manipulation and so many other things. So um, then getting into yoga and then again when I met Dean and he helped me a bit with like starting a strengthening program and eventually finding Ido and then his students who we studied with in Israel it became just it naturally evolved to what we wanted to do ourselves. And then, of course, since we are already teaching our things, 
We yeah. What kind of injuries did you uh, sustain that. in dancing? It was mainly hip injuries. Yeah. And so all that turnout. Hips don't lie. Those yeah. dancers, they'll, they'll <laughs> get you. Just side hip, pop sure. it out. Ah, what yeah, happened? Exactly. At like age 17. That's not cool. But I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't just physically, also mentally. Um, I think with anything specialized these days, you, you, either make it or you don't kind of thing. I mean, it's not always like that, but going onto a team, you're either good or you're not good enough to go. And there should be this more, let's move because we can, not, oh, you're not good enough, so you're, you therefore shouldn't move at all. Yeah, you see that happen a lot with athletes that are on track um, to an elite level. They don't quite make it, and then they completely quit their sport right. because they've lost all the fun in it. I mean, you see this with you know ex-football players who then become obese. You see this with, I think, a lot of sports that weren't fun to begin with. Like, I know some water polo players that were like, yeah, I was good at it, but it sucked. Mm-hmm. You're just swimming the whole time for eight hours a day and having a coach yell at you and you feel like you're drowning. It's like, I don't ever want to swim again. And yeah, I think that like you see... Um, like, I, I, I was uh, listening to a podcast recently where... Um, it was a, a trainer, and, and they were. It was talking about how um, a lot of uh, a lot of coaches now look for young athletes who are more generalists mm. because of the creativity that it allows. Um, like Roger Federer, for example, didn't find tennis until high school. He was into all these other sports, so you can specialize uh, a student. But what happens is then lots of times they don't have the creativity aspect to be able to pull from other sports. And apparently a lot of these kinds of um, uh, uh, these trainers and and these scouts look for kids with a more generalist background Mm -hmm. just because of the mental side of things. I I think the problem there is because they are already specialists on some some discipline. It's really hard to go back with them and work on the general stuff. The trainers don't have time most of the time to do it or they don't know how to do it, how to be more general and what they need to work on. And this is why it's more now all the general practice, more how the movement practice get into the people, the college, sports teams now very emphasize movement practice and all of those sorts of training getting to it. Right. And also with the sports team, the problem with the athletes, it's, depends how why you went into the sport for the money or you like the sport or for the girls we like you if you're in the football team or stuff like this but then when the fun is ending how you can still make it there still sustain this practice if you like it if you went from the wrong reason you're gonna hit the wall if it's an injury or whatever else come no money anymore so this is why it's also a problem. Right. So Leela, did you feel like you had kind of lost your love for dancing around that time of injury? I mean, it definitely uh, was very defeating and definitely felt hopeless. Like, what, What? you know, I can't do this anymore. So therefore, I don't... Who am I? Yeah, who who am have I, I become? Especially at 17 years old. Oh, yeah. You know, 18, we're applying for college, all of that, you know. But um, I think also... I needed a break from that world specifically, and and that was fine. But and then I am glad I I know I in my being growing up and being very active, I anyways 
quickly was like, I need to do something. So whether it was yoga and then um, getting into that and then, of course, then uh, going to Israel and meeting Dean and uh, um, starting that in the like more gym training, which I never grew up doing. And then eventually to this movement practice, which for both of us was completely uh, eye opening, but an open and how so? Had, yeah. So for for me, again, with not not being used to playing or the upper body strength specifically, but um, other in other aspects as well of strength training and even the internal part, even though I was studying yoga and teaching it, it, it was it was approached in a much different way with with the movement practice that we have today and how you need both both spectrums. Um, and I know for Dean, it was a bit we're a bit like opposite. So he grew up doing sports and surfing and then the army and everything else. So we each have like different sides of of this of the movement practice but um it needs both again it needs that balance of, right um okay so you guys then train directly under Ido portal uh, portal yes with this method when did that happen in israel right so that happened in israel we started this method uh five or six years ago um starting to go to classes with roi and liav in, in in israel who are his um, long-term students and then we went to a few big events cyprus and the movement camp in thailand he has huge events all over the world and and that's uh after a a few years in the in the method, almost a few years, we wanted to join this mentorship program, which only has existed now for five years. And it's going to be our fourth year starting this summer in it. And that's a group of 20 of us, um, amazing group of people from all over the world who are very intense practitioners De and dedicated. yeah, and dedicated to to this practice and diving deeper into this practice, of course. So that's been very special and rewarding. And and because all of us wanted more, wanted to learn directly from Ido, this was the only way to do it. And um, it's very special since we're all close students of him. It's not right. just like anyone who. So just to it. paint a picture more for people who have never heard of this method they've never seen these exercises illustrate what a session looks like so is a session it's like i'm i'm showing up i'm like all right you guys look like you're doing some crouching tiger hidden dragon shit it looks interesting what are you going to tell me to do and then what's the philosophy behind some of these movements the philosophy of the how we construct in classes first we look out on on the body if we look on the body, the whole body, so with the hands we are manipulate, with the spine we need to organize the body, and with the leg we are locomoting. So from there we can construct a class. So if we need to organize the body, we go to the spine. Spine is the first thing. You can live without the arm, you can live without the leg, but you cannot live without the spine. So in terms of organization, the body, we need to mobilize the spine first. So this is what we emphasize a lot. Also, when you came to a class, we start from the spine. When this is open and more organized and more mobilized, we can dive to other places. You are more free to move. If your spine will not going to be organized and not mobilized, you are gonna move like a, a fridge there's not so much movement right. there and then you not cannot play so much you cannot go down to the floor up to the floor you can try to surf with not so much a mobilized spine it's not gonna go very well after 
few hours. And this is how we construct. So if we need a spine, we organize the spine. We go to the leg. We need strong legs. Legs are going down and up from the floor. Now how to folding the body or the lower body. And if I need to manipulate with the arm, I need a lot of range of motion in the shoulder. I need to know how to hang, how to mobilize the shoulders as well in terms of manipulate. The shoulder joint needs to have a lot of range of motion there. And then we can play with the hands. More mobilization there as well. And playing and go more to the hands, object manipulation and all of Right. One thing that I like about the workouts is that there's not a lot of uh, symmetrical movements. Right, so if you do uh, twenty squats, you know that's great for strength, but it's not gr- huge for balance. Like, let's say you do an airdrop on a wave or something like that. Chances are you're not going to be symmetrically landing. Like one knee's going to be in, the other's going to be splayed out. Your spine's going to be moving backwards, and a lot of the movements that I do in your classes really do mimic surf movements more than any other exercise that I've done. There's this kind of like awkward out of controlness that I feel like I need to work with that and and a lot of times you put me into a movement and I feel wow I've been here before Mm. but this was the point that I fell off or tweaked my knee not you know and it's I I I like that I I like that about this these kinds of workouts right but we want to be able to protect those weird offset angles I mean we all the time go out of alignment. This is what our Edo always says or um, how he describes a lot of the low gate or squatting positions that we work on. So we we do a lot of loaded progressive stretching. So these dynamic stretches, not so much passively stretching in order to gain range, but also we move in and out of these angles in order to apply it later on, definitely, or it will come up even just walking down the street. You trip and, okay, my ankle's been there before. It's not just, okay, now I fucked up my ankle and that's it. Right. So we prepare the body in this out of alignment um, way. And that's cool to hear that you've definitely noticed it or it's come up in surfing and maybe it's even now you feel like you're better better prepared yeah. in some way. I, I think that if we had a healthcare system that worked, I should be able to apply my health insurance to this method mm-hmm. because it, it it feels more preventative than most other than pretty much anything else I've done. And you see, mm-hmm. I mean, we think about the not only the costs but just the quality of life that that deteriorates when you get older and you have one of these falls and then all of a sudden you can't do that thing that you love to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it seems like it happens from losing your balance. You know, mm-hmm. that that's the thing that goes for older surfers. That's the thing that goes for, you know, older folks who trip and fall. It's that inability to, f- to roll out of it. And, uh, I think that that's that's important to stress like that when you, cause those kinds of deaths, you know, the, the, the death of your balance it goes without you realizing it, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then there's just that one point when all of a sudden you can't do it anymore mm-hmm. and you get, you know, you, you blow out your ACL. Right. That's why we, a lot of times also, um, you'll hear Ido say this, that we need to learn how to walk. I mean, that's a basic coordination a- aspect that most of us are missing these days. Absolutely, in Western culture, we... As the farthest we go is walking to the car, we go to the car, we sit in the car, we get to work, we go to the desk, we sit in the desk. I mean, 
yeah, that's just walking. Also, how about squatting and doing these other basic fundamental positions, resting positions that have been totally taken away. Um, yeah. And I, and, and that's something that we certainly go over in classes. And it's like what Dean was saying before, how, how do we construct a class? Well, you'll always find hanging. You'll always find something that hanging goes with the spine as well, but also more this separation and segmental control in the spine. And you'll certainly find how to, to squat, to sit in a squat if you need to be elevated there, right? So we build that up over a certain amount of time. And our, again, Ido, of course, has come up with really fantastic challenges um, that we use in our classes that we prescribe to our students, this hanging challenge, seven minutes, uh, 30-day challenge, this squat challenge, among other things. Well, let's go through a few of these because I want this podcast to be helpful for people. Sure. So let's start Let's start with walking. What, what would you recommend people start to do if they want to walk more correctly? It's not more correctly. As you walk, you coordinate the body. You just need to walk more. Okay. So if you feel you are you are satisfied with your movement, it's okay. If you don't satisfy with how you move, maybe you should do more. Ido so, was saying this as well. Yeah, so it depends on, on you, on how you feel with your movement. Okay. But it also, I think what you talked about it before, about people are falling in this place or this place and then they lose what they like to do. Also, I think way before this, they should be investigate how they can sustain this practice and what they should do in order to do it for a lot of years, the longevity of the practice, what they are missing. If we talk about surfing, it's really one side sport. You surf regular or you surf goofy. There's not so much. You cannot change it so much anymore. And so it's one side of the body work very hard, a lot of fears, a lot of fears. And if you don't balance it or do some any other type of movement, you're going to end in a certain position, certain difficulty, and certain injury of overuse of the same, same patterns for a lot of years. And this is why Lila and I, we are training for six hours a day, sometimes more every day. I don't remember when we took a day off, really. And because we are doing so much different movement, we can practice for a lot of hours. We are not getting injured and... Of course, there is some injuries. There's, you can play it safe the whole time. But we are doing the research how to bulletproof the body, the joints, how to sustain this practice, not just for now, for a lot of years. And this is what we are sharing with our students as well. And we have, in our classes, we have poor surfers like you. We have dancers. We have climbers. We have people from the MMA here. And I don't see any other place everyone can join together and practice together and All benefit... Ages. Yeah, all ages. We have kids. We have all their folks there, and now everyone can benefit from one practice. Yeah. So, as a surfer, if I were to, if you were to prescribe me a number of movements that I could do on my own, what would you recommend for me to start out with? First, I think all the surf, not all of them, but lacking of spine control. There's not so much as one side. Again, you're doing your butter turn, your snap your cut back and the other side of the body doesn't get so much so a lot of time you get tight from surfing after a lot of paddling hard falling if you're surfing big waves and you need to have more softness there as well and as a big wave surface you already have the softness because you need to understand how to fall from a big wave 
you need to know how to catch yourself there because you know what's happened when you fall badly on your stomach, the all air going out from your body. So also there you need to understand how to fall. But I want to know if this fall can go to other places as well. If you're going to fall on the floor now, you can catch yourself and not get injured. You can f- fall from 40-foot wave, but I don't know if you can fall from one foot to the floor and save yourself. So we are trying to bring all of those aspects to one practice and see how everything can connect with falling on the ground, falling from a big jump maybe, or something like just going up and down from the floor. This is where we start. Okay. Is this. Okay. And on my own, if I were to do something, because I, I, want, I want this to be helpful for someone who's just listening to this and could... I think move the spine as much as you can, even on the grocery store when you wait online, wait for the bus. Just... I wouldn't prescribe like time and hours. Just do it as much as you can throughout the day. Like this the is... spinal wave that we've done in class. Okay. So on the sagittal plane, if you remember, if you recall, like this head leading, like it looks like a wave from the side, right? We And then we try to segment... Uh, con- we try to separate the segments in that spinal wave. So this head leading motion all the way down to the hip and you start to lubricate and really mobilize the spine. And if there's a spot, which there tends to be, especially in like the lower back for sure for most, or and I mean the whole spine, but in that transition from the lower to the, to, uh, the mid to the lower back, there's not so much movement there. So you all can feel it. It will show up. It will show you that you're not able to move that separate that part. And so that's a very obvious indicator that there should be more time spent. So you're leading with your head and it's basically like a wave down and you're kind of snaking through from the tip yeah, of the head. Oscillating wave, never mm. ending. You can but, see this pattern on Ido Portal movie yeah. on YouTube with London Wheel. We did this yeah. pattern there and you can take it from there if you yeah. want. And but basically it's just moving the spine. No any plan or particular movement just move it in space and see how it can contribute to your daily life the feeling the after we do in class even like five minutes of spine improvisation or any other pattern the feeling is different from before the exercise and after the spine feel different the whole body is more open to movement and yeah you're as old as your spine yeah Mm. it can contribute to anyone i didn't see anyone not getting anything good from this moving the spine even my grandma or the the kids who come to a class tomorrow all of them get benefit from this spine movement right so did you um so you then took you took this course you started training um under ito and then did you start doing your classes in santa cruz so we've been what was that process like right there wasn't really a course yeah. For the no, Ido we, Portal, we don't he have means any. The mentorship, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So we've been in this mentorship program, um, which is when we joined it because we wanted to go deeper into this practice, and also because we uh, wanted to start teaching, and it was so much part of our lives. And we did start this in Israel since we were still living there when we when we joined this program, and then a year ago since we we moved here and opened Santa Cruz Movement, um, we started to teach classes here, but. It already happened in Israel. It already has been happening. And we've just been evolving and changing as Ido has and since we've been meeting with him three times a year at least for for very intense weeks and um, constant communication online and 
and through this community, this global community. Another aspect that's interesting to me about this method is the mental side. Mm -hmm. Because I leave these classes and I feel like I've had just as much of a mental workout as I have Mm. a physical workout. Sure. Which is... It's really hard for my friend Tyler Fox, who comes all the time. He's just, it's way too much mental work for him. He can barely yeah, keep I can up see. With, the ten, with the tennis balls and the counting. I'll Love you, Tyler. <laughs> no, but yeah, tell me about this. It's, sure. it's uh, it, it, because a lot of workouts, um, I feel like I can just zone out. Yeah. I can have the teacher tell me what to do and then I can just kind of get into this zone where Mm -hmm. I I hit the squat number, I hit the push up number, but it does something to the connectivity and like it's, it's almost like it's, you know, you're in like a stick shift car or something and then all of a sudden you need to be thinking about your movements a little bit more actively. Neurological change that happens in a lot of the coordination drills that we'll do to also, um, you can take it also further, of course, to the internal practice, which we haven't really get, gotten to, haven't practiced with you too much, but it's all connected there. And definitely, though, I would say, I would start out by saying, if you come with a certain expectation or this ego, you know, I, I'm here to be the best tennis ball, you know, we are tennis player or whatever, that's not going to work in our classes because there, there just isn't this. There isn't this time frame of, okay, we have a performance coming up or we have this competition. So that in that aspect, we need to have this open mindset. And but we also definitely need to be serious when we when it comes to whatever we're doing. So I know that we've played a lot of games where this the focus, if you're not, if you, the minute you do zone out, you're, you're going to not pick it up. Right. And we do try to bring in maybe basic stuff footwork that for some would pick up very fast and for others it will be like the hardest thing ever but then on the other side we do want to also touch on the on the part that maybe you get from crossfit or something where it's like just full on here's this set amount of reps and sets and just go for it and that's also great you know you want that kind of the um, different flavors yeah the different flavors of that this practice provides yeah tell me about the tennis ball exercise People, you, you kind of brushed over that, but uh, we are paint, doing paint a that. lot of stuff on, with the tennis ball. So yeah. tell me which one do you refer for? The well, there's the one where you're bouncing the tennis ball like a certain number of times with your hands and your feet. Oh. There was so that one with the hand. It's it's took from a basketball, but we don't use the basketball ball yet. We are doing it with a tennis ball. It's a bit harder to do the two ball on one end if you. We've practiced this little bit. And yeah, it's another object manipulation to understand how if we take the movement component inside this, it's the footwork, what eyes you need, there more peripheral vision or more focused vision. Dynamic posture. Dynamic posture, exactly, with the spine, how to be able to organize the spine, as we said before, and how to manipulate with the hands. Right. This so. is about the object. But as you said about the brain, we are trying to look, on this area about we have three levels there of the brain first is like when is the last time you learned a new pattern a new movement pattern people do not learn so much those days if you ask your friends I don't know when the last time people it's very hard and question and to, to ask them and they basically they don't remember when they learned the a new pattern the dancer is the yeah, dancer yeah. is expect, yeah little bit there so we are thinking about this, how, when is the last time you learn a new pattern? And this is the brain connection to 
try a new pattern, try to get it. This is the first brain connection we want, and there is a lot of movement nutrition you can say to get to the brain. And then the second one, you get the pattern, but you still need to think about this, how to do it. It's not fully yours yet. This is the second, this is the second level. And then the third level, as you said, like a squat, they give you the reps. Okay, I can do the squat. I just count the reps. It's pattern you can do and you don't need to think about this. If I will tell you now, you do 10 squats, you don't need to give too much thinking. So this is how we construct the coordination. We are not spending much on the level number three. We always try most of the time to be on one and two. When we get to the three, okay, we're just perfecting the, the movement, a cartwheel or whatever else we are doing, the lizard work. It's something I can do. I just do it for the webs and I can perfect it with the time. And this is also for us as the teachers, we try to be in this beginner mode to every week to go again, get new patterns, try to understand it, get the brain connection together. And also our students, the same what we... doing with them and back to what this method is that's again why it's this general movement practice i mean our teachers ido deli i mean these are people who are leading from the front it's who we who we are our models are for why we teach but also as students first and foremost they are always learning new things always bringing themselves back to practicing daily never not practicing but not not just to perfect like dean's saying something specific they're all the time changing the 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 scenario yeah the scenario which and within that there's so much of the of of these so much content within it yeah well it it promotes uh the beginner's mindset kook for life mm-hmm. i and i think that that uh can become increasingly important Also, as you get older, because as you get older, you get good at one thing, right? And then sometimes you get good enough at it that you get adoration from your peers, right? It's like the social media trap where like, you know, the girl posts a hot photo of herself with her ass out and she gets a bunch of likes and comments. And then she's like, hmm, okay, I'm going to do that more. This is my, this is my brand, right? right? Or, you know, whatever it is, you get good at surfing and people are like, oh, that, you know, She rips like cool that all right, this is what I'm gonna do and it, and it becomes harder and harder as you get older to step off that tightrope and try something from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You see people who do it, you know, Elon Musk, for example, he'll go into a whole new industry that people say he has no business doing, but he uses his mind and then all of a sudden becomes the best in a number of years just because of that um, that that mindset that approach yeah. that approach mm-hmm. to it yeah and I, i do think that you can train that um and i do feel when i take these classes like a kook i'm like every time like well, i cannot bounce this tennis ball on my foot for the life of me but yeah. i think that that's a re- it's yeah. it's humbling yes. and it grows that part of the brain Absolutely. which then you can i think apply to mm-hmm. other you can apply to the disciplines that you're already good at mm-hmm. Like I found that with my injury, I took a few months off of surfing and then I came back and I could see the wave in a completely new way because I'd taken that time off and then come back to it. Right. Right. Um, you, you're, you said that you feel like this kook or this beginner when you come to, to our classes, but, um, or when you're in the classes doing something that also might be weird or whatever, 
whatever that you. I mean, you guys tell me to get that, naked. It's weird every time. <laughs> the whole naked, the no. naked bouncing the tennis ball with my foot. I'm still not comfortable with that one. I'm still a beginner in that mindset. <laughs> we are also not trying to get good on anything. Mm. This is another right. approach we take. If if someone will see Lila doing one arm handstand, she can do it very nice and it's nice from the outside, but if it's a hand balancer from the circus will see like 10 second one arm handstand, it will be like, it's, it's okay, it's fine, like nothing special. But this is why we want to do this approach. We are not getting good so much. I don't care to be good. But I will not stop training on something if I'm not good. Yeah. So let's say I'm going to a BJJ. We're going to BJJ with Garth in, in Santa Cruz. And it's hard for us. We also need to be a student. So we are going there. We are beginners. We are getting scolded. there. It's very hard for us. But we are not going to abandon this practice because we are not good. I can get to okay level there and then move on to other stuff. I get the movement stuff I need from the discipline and go to something else. But I'm not going to say, okay, I'm not good on this. So uh, let's stop practice this. Right. I will do something else. It's about the journey and about how to get those things and also not to fall in love with any pattern or right. any movement. Ido says it a lot that we're complex beings. So we're not the best runners, we're not the best climbers, we're not the strongest, right? We're not the fastest. So, but we are complex and we should explore these many vast, diverse subjects that are out there in all areas. Um, and yeah, again, to, to, but we still go deep into, into things. It doesn't mean we just try this, try that. We, we take it seriously, but we don't take it too seriously where it could, yeah, easily become, and an addiction and then oh or i specialized specialized tool yeah and it looks good and then okay and and it's the new trend these days so i should just do it for the likes or whatever yeah it's an interesting um practice in mindfulness i heard a good quote which was uh mindfulness and meditation doesn't make you think less of yourself it just makes you think about yourself less and i think that when you take that approach of like, all right, I can separate myself from my ego just a little bit right here, and I'm going to throw myself into this new discipline and probably eat shit and have people laugh at me. Mm -hmm. It's a very, um, it's a very kind of philosophical and important um, thing to do. Like there's this, uh, there was this old Stoic named Cato who uh, would wear these purple tunics, right? And he would walk around town, he'd wear these purple tunics, and everyone would laugh at him. And he would do it as um, for the reason that he only wanted to be embarrassed about things that he should truly be embarrassed about. And everything else, he wanted to practice having other people laugh at him, but not feeling that same embarrassment. And it really frees you up when you can strengthen that muscle. You know, you, and, and I think that... Um, I mean, it's great that you guys have adopted that mindset because then, then it kind of just makes it so that the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. You know, you, yeah. you can mm -hmm. go into anything. Also, what's nice about this, you cannot master the movement. You cannot... Master, yeah. Yeah, master the, the, the movement itself. It's like mastery life. It's very... You cannot do it. So this is another way we are practicing with this mindset and this philosophic mm. way of practicing. I'm not going to be good on everything. And I practice really hard, but I'm also taking it easy. It's not the end of the world about the disciplines and and I can be not good. It's fine. It's about the journey. It's about 
the learning, it's about the craftsman, craftsman in, to come every day to do the work, in, 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 invest, the invest more time into how the physicality working, how I can see this body from different point of view. So this is how we are practicing more about the skills and the success. It's not one of the things we really want to and dedicate our practice for success. It's a part, there is part of this, but it's not our main goal to succeed the patterns. And mm. I was interesting what you said about seeing your body from a different point of view. Never, I've never heard anyone say that before, but it's an interesting one. Like you, you do see your body from a certain point of view and you, you say certain things about yourself to yourself like oh i have tight hamstrings i am bad at running right. i am good yeah. at or swimming now i haven't broken now wrist, i have so i'm broken like, right you know yeah you this is with. my bad wrist right and it's uh it's strange to look at and even write down those sentences that you say about yourself because it's informing the perspective that you look at yourself and through. the narrative you the narrative yeah what's the narrative what are the words that you're using on yourself yeah i'm sexy yeah. and i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need more of that i i mean a lot of time what we see in classes um a lot is this dialogue that goes through you know immediately or we go to something and and the, and you uh, we do a lot of like partner work partner games and we you're partnered up and the ones a few people oh i'm not good at this i'm oh i'm really bad at this and they warn their their partner that they're really bad at yeah catching the ball or something and so they already have this in their in their head about it and um i mean again we don't at least because yeah, my dad told me i was right, bad at exactly, catch when i was five years exactly. old and i mean i get it there's like trauma behind it or whatever and there's also yeah you you perceive yourself in a certain way but we definitely we try not to at least when we present things in classes it's not we're not like um again setting it up for failure or setting people up to um compare themselves to others it's it's this community aspect of we need to work with people in order to grow it's not we need to work with people so then you can get as good as dean in, in a handstand or something right Comparison is the root of all suffering. Yeah, and also in the classes, what we really try to emphasize is everyone can play. There's not any level that because you are not good enough, no, it's not for you, that everyone can do it. Also with kids now, you can see with the team sports and even other disciplines, if you are not good, you are not going to be on the team or you are not going to play today in the game. So this is very bad. And this is, I think, also why the video games today, they are very popular because everyone can play video games. Hmm. There's not really someone, okay, I cannot play video game, you are out. So it's this is why they are sitting more, kids have more problem with their the, the, the sp even posture. the spine. <laughs> Young kids cannot move the spine and it's out for them and... A lot of difficulty there as well with the culture of young yeah. kids moving also outside in the park. Yeah, if the, the fear, right? When you see, sorry, like oh, when you yeah, see. Also, the parents the are yeah. too scareful about the, the, the yeah. kids are going outside in the park. I saw a kid here, yeah. the parents took the shoes off for him. He walked on the grass and then, he, and then the kid came to the parents and said, It's very painful for me to walk on the grass barefoot. So they put the shoes on and then he walked with I mean, shoes on. Yeah. We're on not grass. born, it's, we're not born to be afraid of. Yeah, of be afraid of anything, let's say, but definitely it's already 
already imposed on us to fear a lot of things before it even happened. Like, oh no, don't, you know, don't go there. You'll, you might, you're going to fall. And it's like, they haven't even gone to that place, let's say. So there's already yeah, so like, much Yeah, that's why happening. they're small. It's because they don't have a long way to fall. That's the whole <laughs> yeah, reason why right? they're two feet tall. That's a good, yeah, that's right. So close to the floor already. But that's um, why I push kids over, just to, sh- just to show them that. Like oh, when their parents yeah. aren't looking in the grocery store, just like oh, that's you. just trip them oh. a little bit and just be like, hey, it's, I'm teaching you a philosophical <laughs> lesson right one. now. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do, do that this in is w- This is wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm in my purple tunic in New Leaf, just spreading I flowers and in pushing little kids I mean, over. That definitely. Yeah. You're welcome, young Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, the emphasis of play is extremely important, especially as you get older. Life's short. You got to laugh at it. I mean, we're all going to die. And I, I think that um, like going back to what you said about what's your, I, you put it really beautifully, um, you know, what's your, what's your relationship to your body? What perspective do you see um, your body from is a question that I don't ask myself nearly enough. Right. Because on the flip side of it, like you can see yourself as an athlete and you can go into one of these, you know, hot Pilates classes where you're in the front of the class and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, yeah, I'm a fucking rock star. But you also don't realize that you're just a sandcastle. And sooner or later, you're not going to be able to do what you can do when you're 25. Right. So there's that slippery slope, too, of, of becoming too connected to your athletic self mm-hmm. and not being able to continue to to have yeah. fun with it even if your performance your your objective performance is right. declining right again that's why we we said like in classes and for us we are surrounded by pro surfers climbers the dancers and then also the not specialized you know person or someone who never grew up doing any kind of um let's say sport or something um but just everyone from all kinds from all backgrounds and yeah. all ages and and um, this will promote the longevity of this practice. So what, what have been some of the, the better stories and transformations that you've seen in people? Oh. First, it's us, I think. <laughs> when we start the, the method, how we start the method and where we are now and where we want to be with our body. This is a question we ask every day. What, what you want to be? Not what, what you are now, it's not so important. It's how you, you want your body to be, what you want to achieve. This is a nice what's leading us with the students, with us and other places. And other students with here, we have someone, a very good African dancer, her name is Deb. She never did any strength, upper body strength. She all her life danced. Very nice dancer and, and very good, yeah, very good dancer. But no any, even to hang on the wing for her was hard. And she's 50. 51. 51, and she got she her chin up two months that. ago, her first full chin up on the wings. And it was very nice to see because it's something she never did. She really scared from the wings in the start. And also other students we had with some other problems, knees, shoulders, how they Lower are back. involved, how they can move better. I think most of this, of it's about the spine, how they can move the spine better yeah. and how they can play and do everything much better. Yeah. It's not like um, it's it's nice to see successes and, and the talents and and the um, yeah cool tricks. It, it definitely is great or fun to see, but definitely so what what's been so fulfilling is are these kinds of transformations for those who 
maybe were able to ha- ha- came with chin ups and lots of um, strength and 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 a lot of other attributes, but they were but it was very difficult for them, like Dean said, to to move the spine is something we talk about a lot to to become more soft. I mean, mm. we need that. So, yeah, you might be all into your sport and or whatever it is, but we try to shift a bit more into actually you're going to want to it's going to it's going to be a good thing if you become more soft mm. or you become more um have the basic opposite of whatever you're doing and then like this woman Deb who yeah she also couldn't play basketball with her son or you know go and play with her and now she can actually enjoy it and her and play with her kid you know what's better than that right we also don't mind so much what you are good in in the classes yeah, if you came as, as a dancer came to us and we do some dance stuff and she's good on this okay she danced for 20 good. years it's obvious she will be good but then when we go to other places when we are when she's not so great there I want to see there the the growth yeah. this is what I care about where, where they are not good where they, where is the difficulty out there I can get in bed I don't want to get a better dancer because it's not my our thing to do or right. a better surfer I'm not gonna make you a better surfer because I'm I'm not a surfer coach as mean like in terms of technique and and those things yeah I want to come and, and show you the perspective of general movement and how it can contribute to you as a Kyle and then it will affect your surfing right but I'm not a, a dancer teacher or right. other right. or strength teacher yeah and the, the side effects of doing this like for again with this woman Deb she got her chin up and and she's been sustaining and of course only getting stronger but it's not like now she's gonna go to the Olympics of chin-ups or something like that's not become her specialized thing it's just Not only has she grown so much in that area and so many others, the side effect of doing this, this general practice of changing the perspective all the time, changing the scenario is that you actually do get healthier. Like she's come also with her fair share of pains and she's has plenty of years of experience of all kinds of different like movement background or especially yeah. in dance. And already she's felt, you know, doing things she always says, doing things that she's never done before. So, I mean, not only is our orientation not success, but actually the side effect ends up being... Everyone pushes kids uh, over in Safeway. Exactly. <laughs> all, all of the alum yes. at Santa Cruz movement yes. just push kids push over. Yeah, and just And teach them how to roll. It's important. I want to leave people with a few more practical techniques. So the spinal one, that's I, I like that. Yeah. What are some other like so yeah what are some other things like if i wake up in the morning just ways to get moving and 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 i I also obviously recommend that people take the classes i'll I'll link to your guys page and stuff but just what can people do on their own that's easy uh the just to go back to the spine but also for shoulder health and 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 the whole body is uh the hanging challenge that you don't that we said earlier he's done and that's building up to seven minutes every day for 30 days a passive hang a passive hang so from a bar from a pair of rings gymnastic rings um and passively hanging so your shoulders will be kind of up by your ears you won't be in any kind of active hold and the scapula the the whole shoulder the acromion everything everything can change if you're really doing for every day there is a good book of about a surgeon here in the US he didn't want to do any surgery on on patient until they did until they did their 
is a protocol of hanging. And you see after the x-rays how the acromion change over the time of the hanging, how the gravity pulls the shoulders down, the tissues, it can restructure your shoulder and... This is like a shoulder problem and also beneficial to the until the lower back you're gonna get the stretch all the way there so stomach all of those tissue can be affected so go as long as you can every day until seven you minutes. Se- accumulate, accumulate to seven, to seven minutes seven not minutes. on one hit okay. you can dry it on one hit <laughs> no. it's uh, good hard. luck there uh, yeah if it's too hard they can also use their feet on the floor to yes. support okay. if it's too much on the hand yes. good advice and, and then for the lower body we use squat. the squat challenge you do it 30 minutes every day for 30 days 30 minutes of squats. Yeah, 30 minutes of squats. Just straight up squats. Ac- you accumulate again. You can open a timer, do 30 seconds here, 30 seconds there, two, throughout the day, for 30 days, 30 minutes. Very beneficial for the lower body, digestion. It's a resting position also. We used to use it a lot. And yeah, this is for the lower body. It's very good. You can also look online on those challenges. It's online on a lot of videos of instructions and everything. There is a lot, a lot of people John doing prep, it. A lot of things online, yeah. That mm. Ido offers on his channels so much. So much. And of course, um, us and uh, the mentorship students have our, our Instagram pages and things that we, we definitely try to post about. Share from there as well. Yeah. How would you say that doing this movement and kind of diving into this whole world has has affected your relationship? This is a good question. Yeah. Um, our, just ours, yeah. yeah, not with other people. So, yeah, I mean, I can say that it's been really special to be able to to share, yeah, work, and then this is our life practice, of course. Um, I mean, recently it's been a, up until this whole year since we moved to a new country and everything together i moved back home that is but it's been been a lot that we do that we're trying to do to build this business and and of course we um we take time to do other things uh, i feel very lucky i can share the patient with lila and she's my girlfriend so we can practice a lot together those movement and dive deeper together and it's always nice to have a partner who understand you and what you are doing really and and i understand there and all of this going to one practice and sharing and working together and teaching together and students and the community part of the of the business so it's really fun to to do it together i think i i cannot get it any better from from this i think Nice. Well, where can people get in touch with you and uh, learn more about this? Yeah, so we have our website, um, www.santacruzmovement.com. We have Instagram, Facebook, Santa Cruz Movement. And um, yeah, just reach out. We're we're in town. Yeah, come to class, please. Locals, first class is free. Love it. Anything else? Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, this has been really fun. Thank yeah, you. This has been fun. Really fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been benefiting tremendously. And uh, coming back from my arm injury, I feel like this has been one of the most helpful uh, rehab uh, movements that I could be doing for it. So, so great to I appreciate hear. you guys taking the time to get me back on track. We appreciate sure. your time. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. All right.
So I'm going to play you out with a song called Lovers Can Be Friends by Bottom Feeder. Bottom Feeder is the DJ that made the intro music to this uh, podcast, and I will link to his band page in the show notes below. If you're a musician and you want your music played at the end of this show, email it to info at kyle.surf. I will play it. I will give you credit. Hopefully drive a few more people to your band. And thank you to everyone who sends in these little voice memos. Record something on your phone. Where are you right now? Send, send me some details about where you are. And email to info at kyle.surf. Uh, finally, I'm doing the weekly emails where it's a short story that you'll get from me every single week. And you can do that. You can sign up on my website at kyle.surf. And thank you to everyone who, who gives the show a rating on iTunes. It takes 10 seconds. Really helps boost the visibility. And finally, head over to Santa Cruz Medicinals to get 10% off all CBD products by typing in the code name KYLE10, including the new CBD-infused nootropic cap. With that, sit back, relax, and listen to the sweet sound of bottom feet. This is a song called Lovers Can Be Friends. Oh, that was much too loud. loud, loud, loud. Must be more gentle. Try again. Again. again.